Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in to Loon Talk, episode 12. I forgot to check, so I'm just going to hope it's episode 12. Jonathan Harrison here. 13, whatever. 12, 13, doesn't matter. Alongside Dan Terhar, my co-host here on Loon Talk. If you don't know by now, we are the radio broadcast team for Minnesota United. You can hear all Minnesota United matches over on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com, or live.scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Dan, how are you doing this Free. Tuesday night before a Wednesday night game? Free. I'm. I'm not. I'm not ready. <laughs> You're not ready. I've got, I've got a lot of work to do tonight. <laughs> well, I was. I went. I went out of town for. Oh for yeah, that's right. The fourth had a great Fourth of July. I love the Fourth of July. It's one of my favorite holidays because there isn't all this obligation of gifts and preparing big meals and having. All kinds yeah. of people come to your house you don't want to spend time with. It's just it's a very <laughs> relaxing it's a very relaxing holiday. So I love I love the Fourth of July and obviously what it you know what it stands for is great. And uh, so I didn't get back till back in town here till late uh, last night. Um, so yeah, I got to scramble here and get get ready. Luckily, we've already seen uh, the opponent once this year, and that always always takes a little bit of game prep away. So yeah, it makes it easier on game prep. So, yeah. So it's just a busy week, but then we get a little time off after that. So There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, side note, if you hear any crying during the episode, it's because my three-month-old <laughs> is literally right here, right down there, because my wife is out of town at the moment. Uh, so I am alone at home with the kids, and that's why if you hear any crying or my kid, mm-hmm. my other kid comes running down because he needs help on his Nintendo Switch because he can't play Lego Star Wars or whatever he's playing at the That point. would be great. I hope he comes. I hope, he's I hope, going to. I, I hope one cries and the other one comes in just mad as heck. I told the (laughs) oldest not to come down, please, unless the house is burning or someone's breaking into the house. Cool. (laughs) Let's see. And I also told him not to let anybody in. So <laughs> total nervous. In. I'm a little nervous. The five year old's uh, not going to follow those rules. Didn't you give him a cell phone so he can call you if he needs to? <laughs> he has an iPad. He has an iPad that has FaceTime, so he knows oh, how to wow. use that. Okay. Well, if he FaceTimes in, just put him on. Can you just, can you just patch him in with us? Uh, I don't know about patching him in, but I can show him to you. <laughs> okay, that's good enough. So, yeah, right. let's jump right into this. Why don't we? Let's go. Uh, Reviewing the Loons' last game, it was a 2-2 draw against the San Jose Earthquakes. The Loons, over the past four meetings before Saturday, had quite the bit of luck, outscoring them 15-4 and winning all four matches. Unfortunately, the Loons couldn't do that Saturday night as they struggle to a disappointing 2-2 draw. Dan, to me, this really felt like two points dropped on Saturday. Yeah, I try not to look at it that way because it kind of it kind of pisses you off. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I, and you know, it's so tough. You know, you know, everybody who's a, a soccer fan, we all know what the odds are when the other team scores first. Mm-hmm. I mean, your chances of winning go way down as soon as the other team scores first. Doesn't matter if it's home or away. The when the, you know, and so when they got that that when when uh they got the goal off the. Worst play probably of Bucky DeBossi's career. Mm-hmm. You kind of thought that's okay though. This is a team we can come back and 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 they did, but didn't seal the deal. And I'm a what worries me, Jonathan, is that all of a sudden I'm starting to feel like okay, this team is. I think this 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 club 
with, with when everybody's there, especially, but even when they're missing a few bodies, is very confident right now. But yeah. I'm afraid that they're losing. They might start losing that confidence late in matches because they've dropped some big leads. And yeah. our next opponent was one of those, mm-hmm. Colorado. So you know, while there's so many upward trends that we keep talking about, how this team is getting better. They've got more talent than they've ever had before, and everything seems to be on the uptick. Haven't lost it. And see, this is why this is hard for me, Jonathan. We haven't <laughs> lost in seven matches, and I'm starting to get negative. And I yeah. don't want to go down that road because we, we're undefeated in seven. Everything should be great. But- and it's only one draw, but it's for me, the reason why I feel so disappointed was because of the past history against San Jose and how San Jose has been playing recently. They've now gone seven ma- or what eight matches without a win, and they've without looked pretty awful doing it so it felt like one of those games where two teams were at the opposite ends of the form table and one team should have bossed this one considering they were the home team and they just they came out and just couldn't get a hold of this one no adrian said it uh afterwards that he thought it was their worst first half of the season and at first i thought no no you've been worse adrian but then i remembered (laughs) but then i remembered he said first half now yeah they're most yeah most of their collapses and their poor play in, in that 0-4 start, mm-hmm. their second halves were much worse than their first yeah. halves. So after uh, upon further review, I think Adrian was right. That was probably their worst first half of the year. So yeah, um, you know, and I guess all you can do is hope that this team isn't going to get into this trend where no lead is safe, because that's a tough. We way. don't want to go that's back a- to those days. Oh, my, well, yeah, I mean, that wasn't that long ago, and yeah. that's a really tough way uh, to play to play soccer is where you always think you're going to give up a couple of goals in the second half and make things way too interesting. So I hope they can put that behind them. I, I, I And I think that it's two things. One is, you know, Boxel was out. DeBossi mm-hmm. made a big mistake, which he never does. Metonair was gone. Okay, that's a pretty big change for this club. And the other thing, the other part of it was this team still has opportunities to score more than they are. And, you know, in a perfect world, Boxy doesn't get hurt. Metonair is not over in France, you know, eating croissants, waiting for the office to open so he can get his green card. Um, I believe it's pronounced croissant. Croissant. Sorry. Croissant. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we finish once in a while. All of a sudden, this game, this match, you know, looks like a, uh, you know, 4 nil win instead of 2-2 two, two draw. So, and I know that's all, you know, hindsight, but I'm just waiting to get to that point where these things fall into place. And um, it's, it's almost like it's the opposite. What's the opposite of falling into place? A 2-2 two, uh, two draw. That's what yeah, it is. 2-2 two, two draw, I guess. <laughs> so We'll go with that. Yeah, just it, I don't know, it with how things have been going. It's It was just a rough way but, to kind of go into this next month of play. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, Jonathan. If all of a sudden now they go out and they stumble and they don't get a result in uh, in Colorado and then they come back home and they fail to get a point, then all of a sudden you're going, yeah, that was a horrible tie. Yeah, but absolutely. if they win their next two matches and pick up six points, you forget completely about the 2-2 draw. Or so, you can even just bounce back with a win on tomorrow. It, yeah. Yeah. It's more tomorrow. important. It's more important what when you have a, a match like that where the coach has called you out and said your first half was the worst of the year. It, it, what really matters is you're you're unbeaten in seven. 
Now what do you do? You go to Colorado. Do you lay an egg in Colorado and come home with your tail between your legs? Or do you get three points and everything's everything's Happyville again? So, Yeah. All right, so let's work through this game. You've already mentioned the Cade Cowell goal that came off of probably the worst moment of Bakai DeBossi's Minnesota tenure. <laughs> Just, I think so. He was jumped by basically of... Christian Espinosa. Yeah, you know, kudos to Espinosa for just totally reading the play. And and Baki's not the type of guy, Debassi's not the type of guy that uh, that takes a play off, but he just got he caught, caught for one moment. He lost track of the opponent, didn't know he was that close. And, you know, I guarantee you he won't do it again. Yeah, no. He's um, not going to make that mistake twice. So Absolutely not. And it was just an easy tap-in goal for Kate Cowell. Um, and then the next big moment you mentioned – you mentioned it. Michael Boxel goes off injured. Uh, we read from, I believe it was Jerry Zagoda from the Star Tribune, that he was off running by himself after practice that he did not participate in. Um, so his status for tomorrow's game and his New Zealand Olympics participation still undetermined at this moment. Um, probably not the most ideal time to have that injury. Not ever an ideal time to have an injury. But um, no. So in comes Brent Coleman, and overall... I thought Brent Coleman did really well coming in as a substitute early on in that one, really settled in and had himself a pretty good game. I mean, that's, I thought beside, he, that's beside even the goal that he scored that we'll get to right, here in a moment. Right. No, he was, he played pretty good. He was solid back there. He got caught once uh, trying to make a play, uh, contest a ball out near the half line. Uh, but luckily he, you know, Baki Debasi, I think it was Baki that came back, wasn't it? And, and broke yeah. up that chance that really bailed out Brent Coleman. That was the only play where you thought, oh, what was he doing? Although on their second goal, too, I don't know. Uh, I think the whole back line has to take credit for that one. I don't know if you can single out Brent on that one. But uh, they they all just kind of stood around looking at each other and watched the watched the match get tied up. So yeah, But, we'll uh, yeah, that. no, Brent was, Brent was good. He's not Michael Boxel. No. But if he plays it smart – you know, some of the chances that, you know, Michael Boxel takes, Brent Coleman shouldn't. Um, and as long as uh, he's got DeBossi next to him, you know, I think he'll do okay. You know, he's not going to be Michael Boxel, but I think he can do okay. Uh, if the other pieces are playing well around him, I think he can, uh, he can be very, he can be a very good middle back. So Michael Boxel's injury um, brings up a big question for me today, and that's kind of where we're going to go next is our big question for the episode. Big question. Da, yeah. da, da. We'll have to get a sounder for it or whatever. We but, need a um, big question sounder. <laughs> so the question is, do Minnesota United need to go out and get more center back depth? We saw how that worked out um, on Saturday. Brent Coleman came in, did a good job um, in that in his substitution stint, but you look at the rest of the, you look at the center back depth on this team, basically starts Michael Boxel, Bakai Debassi, Brent Coleman, and Yuka Raitala. And mm. that's what you have right now because you have Noah Billingsley, Callum Montgomery, and Nabi Kibinguchi out all out on loan right now. And that's your yeah. center back depth for this team. I think they should go out. They should try. I mean, they're in the middle of a transfer transfer window right now. And we've talked all, all year long how they have these pieces these depth pieces that they can use and go out and use as trade chips. You have Tyler Miller, who I don't know that you want to trade right now. No, a, no, a because no, A because Dane St. Clair's no. out on out <laughs> for Canada. And then B, Tyler Miller's just playing out of his mind right now. He's playing really good. And then you also have you look at you look further upfield, you have winger depth. You have Nico Hansen, you have Franco Fragapane, you have 
you have Ethan Finley, you have Robin Lud, you have uh, Emmanuel Reynoso, you have all these guys Maybe. who play on the wing. Can you can you get something for Ethan Finley if you want to go down that route? Yeah, or maybe um, maybe it's got to be um, Nico Hansen um, because Nico Hansen's coming in off of playing very well right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, right now Nico Hansen's stock might be the highest it's been, and I don't know if it's going to stay that high once Robin Lode gets back and he's not playing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So hold on, opening a snack for my kid. That boy. What are you, what are we having? He's going with a cosmic brownie. Oh man. This That's is what right. he considers a healthy That's right. snack. That's right. Jack him up full of sugar before mom gets home. <laughs> that a boy. He, well done. Yep, yes we are. <laughs> uh, uh, back to our conversation. I think they should. I don't know that you'd want to trade Nico Hansen just because you got him so recently. So mm-hmm. if you're going to trade anybody, and plus you have Justin McMaster, who's the young kid, who probably should go out on loan at some point here. I don't know whether that'll happen or not, but yeah. um, if you if you kind of clear up some of the space in front of him, some of the guys in front of him, that gives him more of an opportunity to get on the field and impress right. more than he already has. But if you're gonna, if it looks like if you're gonna trade anybody, it'd probably be Ethan Finley because I don't know that you would trade Nico Hansen, even though his stock's probably the highest among your winger depth pieces. Of the, right of the guys that you would think you could probably, you know, do without, he would have the most value right now, um, just because he's played really well. Well, you, you you could say, well, don't trade a guy that's playing well. Well, he's about to go to the bench. Yeah. So that's true. That's what. That's why I um. That's why I would he would be the and not that I don't like the guy I, I haven't even got a chance to get to know him at all but um, I to me he'd be the piece I'd try to move because I think he'd have the most value in a position where he's about to go from a you know sixty to ninety minute guy down to the you know twenty minute guy you know right so. Um, and you've still got some other guys that can can do that, including Ethan Finlay. And I just don't know right now that because Ethan hasn't played hasn't played much lately. I just don't know what you could how much value he's got in a trade. Right. And so yeah, yeah. So what was the big question? Do they need to go out and get more uh, center back depth? Yep. <sighs> yeah. Um, because with now Boxel is the time. Hurt, yeah, with Boxel hurt or and or leaving to go play for a month with New Zealand at the Olympics. Now's probably your best yeah. chance to go out and get some center back depth, considering what a lot of teams across the league have seen happen to their rosters over the past couple of days. A lot of right. players have gone out to play with their international squads for the gold cup. They'll be gone right. for a month. You have plenty of winger depth or you have plenty of just depth overall that you can use to go trade and get a center back for teams that are desperately in need of, you know, wingers or goalkeepers or right. whatever else that you have, there's there's room out there to, I would imagine, go out and get a center back. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, there's always players available. It's just what price do you want to pay, you know? Right. And is and, and there's the problem. Okay, is an Ethan Finlay or a uh, Nico Hansen worth a fourth-string center back? That's, uh, I mean, Might be. depending on... Depending on how good that fourth string center back is, can they? Fill there's in? a guy like Ike Parra out there somewhere that wants to play, huh? <laughs> we've completely we've completely forgotten about him, haven't we? I don't think we've forgotten about him. It's just there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, there's not there's nothing from the team. There's nothing from him. No, about what's going on. So it's it's, completely silent. Yeah. Nothing. Nobody knows anything. If they do, they're not saying. Yeah. So. so 
Yeah, and that's too bad because he was such a talent. And, and, Absolutely. Uh, um, so, yeah, I, I would say uh, to answer the big question, yeah, I think this is the time, even if it's just a depth piece, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't know. From what I saw of Ritala last time out, I, I'm not so sure he's, you know, he's ready to go, but he might have yeah. just had a bad night. I mean, we were there were people ready to give up on Chase Gasper earlier in the year, and Chase has turned things around and yeah. played really well. So. He's probably one of the best players on the pitch on Saturday. Um, yeah, he had a great so, match. So. so let's get back to that match then. Uh, we did briefly mention it, Brent Coleman, a wonderful goal that I still have no idea, despite seeing a great picture from the Pioneer Press on the angle that he had to take on that kick, despite seeing multiple replays, I still have no idea how he got, A, the shot off, be in the shot into the goal and see how he got that much power on that shot. Like it, he, it all baffles me. I think he just, he knew where the ball was. So he wrapped his leg around the defender and kicked it as hard as he could. Yeah. I don't think there was any kind of miraculous skilled depth touch on that ball. I think he just kicked it as hard as he could and hoped sometimes that works. Yeah. If you want to go see that picture, check out Andy Grader's Twitter account. He has, the wonderful picture yeah. that the Pioneer Press yeah. photographer took. I'm, the name is forgetting me right now. I'm sorry for that. But it's a great picture um, that they took. And it, it shows the the ridiculous angle Brent Coleman had to wrap his yeah. body around to get, to yeah, get the shot. Yeah, it was crazy. Off. But more importantly, it was a wonderful – it was the absolute perfect time for a goal. Literally the last kick before you went into halftime – and everyone thought they were going to go into halftime down 1-0. Yeah. And San Jose was getting ready to go in, pumped up to the locker room that they had somehow escaped 45 minutes up 1-0 at Allianz <laughs> Field. And then all of a sudden, their motivation or all momentum is just – all their momentum is killed as Brent Coleman scores that goal. And everything has to change for both sides. And it's just a great time right. to score a goal. And and then they go – it was very quickly after that that uh, we had the halftime whistle. And I, I remember thinking, oh, okay, this is this is now where we need to be and, and everything's good and they're going to score a couple in the second half, probably going to win it three to one. And and that, I think that's what, what was disappointing is they weren't able to take that momentum and, you know, a little more quickly turn it into a 2-1 lead and try and just – put the game behind them, but they just couldn't do it. And, and, you know, how much credit, you know, do you give San Jose for that? I don't know, but uh, it was a chippy. It was an aggressive game. It was uh, a frustrating game, I think, to watch um, because it just, it, it teetered on getting out of control more than once. Um, so it, this was, yeah, it was a second half that just did not pan out at all the way I think any of us thought it would. Right. Um, sorry, dealing with, Couple different things as we're dealing with broadcast cosmic brownies for tomorrow. Uh, cosmic I wish, brownies. I wish I was having a cosmic brownie. Cosmic brownies for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, continuing on with the game review here, as the loons won or loons draw two two against San Jose on Saturday. Minnesota come out with a flurry of attempts right away in the second half, clearly showing that the momentum had swung in their favor. Couple halftime substitutions: Ramon Abila coming in, as well as DJ Taylor coming in. Yuka Raitala, as you mentioned not having the greatest of nights at that right-back spot. DJ Taylor came in, and I thought he had a pretty dang good night. His 45 minutes that he came in in replacement were pretty good, and I think since Romain Mettenaire is still in France, I think DJ Taylor absolutely deserves the start against Colorado. He came in and did what he needed to do. He gave him a boost of energy. Um, you know, he played like a guy that wants to earn a spot in the lineup, so yeah. I would say so. I think it was too early to bring in Avila. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's where I was going to go next. Ramon Avila okay, so we agree. was pretty pretty meh on Saturday, if that's how we want to rate it. 
do a do a meh or not meh rating, and meh. Ramon Avila was meh. pretty meh. I mean, I mean he, he had he, he has some skills, and he he made a couple of plays that where he showed that skill, but. That guy can't run up and down the no. pitch for for forty five minutes, and that's where I was going to no go next. Way. Is that there was there was a couple times in that second half where it was Emmanuel Reynoso or Will Trap or Sonny Dotson that had gotten the ball back in their own half, and they were looking for a quick outlet to test that San Jose back line that had that had pushed high all night, and Ramon Abula just wasn't doing it. He was coming, he was going closer to the Minnesota net, telling him, "Here, get the ball to me. I'll hold it up while you guys run on." And that's not what our guys wanted to do they wanted to get him just on the run and he just wasn't going to yeah. do it and just, he he did not fit as Callum said when the transfer came in it doesn't seem like a great fit and from <laughs> what we've seen in the yeah. what, nine appearances he's had with this team he hasn't it just doesn't seem to be a good fit and the penalty and that's not even talking about the terrible penalty kick he took yeah yeah so you know if you're talking about you're moving a guy. There might be a guy you want to move, but if I don't know. I don't move a guy. I don't. I don't know that there's someone that's going to take on his uh, his salary. So, um, yeah, I was surprised that he came in at halftime, and I I didn't like that move at all. So, yeah, and you look at that penalty kick that he took. So we get there by Chase Chase Gasper drawing a penalty. It was absolutely the right call. Judson basically plows right through Chase and doesn't even get any part of the ball and. The penalty kick was a great – it was it was the correct call. And then Avila, of all people, and I know you and I on the broadcast were a little confused why Ramon Avila was coming to, coming up to take the kick when you had Emmanuel Reynoso right. or Fragapane there to take the kick. Um, but Ramon Avila takes it, and to be honest, it was a terrible penalty kick. He doesn't get it out far enough, doesn't get it low enough. It's an easy right. save for JT Marcinkowski. Unfortunately, Marcinkowski makes as just as bad of a save as Avila made the kick – the ball bounces away from Marcinkowski, and Abel is able to just jump on it and chip it over for the easy goal. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I don't question, you know, a decision like that to take a penalty kick because to me, anybody that's a forward or a midfielder should be able to score on a penalty kick. And I'm yeah. not, I'm not writing off defenders. A lot of defenders that are very good at penalty kicks. So it's it to me, it feels like second guessing or hindsight. Um, to say that, but the moment that I saw Ramon head towards the spot, I said, "No, no, he's just <laughs> going. He's just going over there to get the ball set up for yeah. Fragapani, Unu, Renoso." We looked at each other when we else. saw when we saw Abula take the ball and set it down. We're just like, "Is this? This can't really be happening. He's he's yeah. not going to be the one to take it." And no. he did, and. I don't think he'll be taking a penalty kick again for this team with how bad Probably that one not. was. Probably not. So what you know, the good news is he was wise enough to follow his shot and put the rebound in and uh, and score a big second goal. So um, yeah. at least at least he got that part of it right. All right. So then we get to the final goal of the night. Benji Kakanovich, a late game substitution for San mm-hmm. Jose, basically just walks through the Minnesota defense and just hammers home the equalizing goal late in that one. Will trap. I mean, I just kind of want to ask, who's to blame here? I want to put the blame on one person if we can find just one person. If not, then I guess we'll just blame the entire defense. Will Trapp took a bad initial angle when Kikanovich got the ball and was burned for speed. Brent Coleman, when looking at the replay, didn't look like he was concerned about Kikanovich because he had 
he had Chris Wondolowski, the league's all-time goal scorer, behind him. So he's a little bit seemed like he's a little bit concerned by that. And I assume Tyler Miller will probably look back at, and think that he probably should have done better on that one. I don't know. I, I, to me, it looked like a communication error. Yeah. That uh, Will Trap and I think because I think Coleman knew his. I, I think from watching it again, it looked like Coleman knew that his job was to cover Wondolowski. Yeah. But he also knew that it didn't look like anybody else was going to step in and close that gap that Kikanovich was was headed towards. So he got caught where, you know, if you're Brett Coleman and you step over to cut off the lane for Kikanovich, he slides it over to Wondolowski, and Wondolowski, it's an easy goal, then everybody's blaming Coleman. And that's an that easy tapping goal. That was an easy tapping goal we've seen that the league has seen Wondolowski score Couple, hundreds of times, couple hundred times. So, so I think it was a communication error, and I, I, I don't. You know, your wish to have one person to blame, I don't think. That's why I said earlier. I think that one you have to just write off to as the yeah. the back line, and 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 Will Trap being involved in that as a as a you know defense as a defensive midfielder. I think they all have probably saw the film of that uh, today, and they all. I think they all probably take some blame in that one. Yeah. So overall, it was. The Loons getting a point. They stay within striking distance of Colorado for fourth place in the Western Conference. But uh, the most important note from the night was congrats to Sonny Dotson and his fiancé. Sonny Dotson proposing right on the field after the match. Congrats to him. Um, Big moment there for those two. Congratulations. uh, Exciting times for those guys. Um, Yeah, happy for them. And that was a cool way for him to do it down in the corner by the Wonder Wall. Um, Yeah. And also, I want to mention too that uh, Minnesotan uh, Jackson Ewell, mm-hmm. the captain of of the uh, Rapids and uh, uh, the earthquake. I'm already thinking ahead to tomorrow night um, of the Quakes and uh, men's national team member. Uh, he was on the pitch with all the family and friends he had in at Allianz Field last night. He was on the pitch for I got to believe it was almost twenty twenty five minutes. I saw them send two people out from the staff to try and get him in to the locker room. <laughs> yeah, cause and he continued. He, he did what Michael Boxel did the match before he was making the rounds and greeting people. So kind of neat to see that, you know, we don't have a lot of uh, first tier talent coming out of Minnesota, you know, hopefully more and more all the time, but uh, it was good to see uh, Jackson in enjoying his time, you know, back home here. Yeah. So next up for Minnesota, if you're, well, Time of recording, we are recording Tuesday night, so tomorrow night for us at Colorado Rapids, 7.30 p.m. pre-match, 8 p.m. kickoff on Score North on AM 1500, Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com if you want to listen on your computer. Um, the last five for Colorado, they've won two, they've drawn once, and they've lost twice, most recently um, drawing 1-1 against the Seattle Sounders. Good draw there. Seattle, one of the better teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth place in the West, but... Uh, the big note for them is they'll be without some key players, Sam Vines, Kellen Acosta, and Jonathan Lewis, all with the U.S. men's national team for the Gold Cup. They all left, I believe, yesterday as that camp started yesterday. And then Eunice Nomley is out injured as well. So they are one of the hardest-hit teams in the league for the next month for the Gold Cup and just due to injuries. So Minnesota will be facing a much-changed Colorado Rapids side than the one they saw, what, uh, two months ago now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what to expect. Um because Lewis, Acosta, and uh, and Vines are players that we've gotten pretty used to playing against mm-hmm. uh, with Colorado, so I don't even know. We're gonna we're gonna get a look at some young players that 
you know, are, are probably going to look at this as a big opportunity to get into the starting lineup and, and show what they can do. So it doesn't necessarily mean it'll be an easier time for Minnesota, but it certainly will be a different look, a uh, different look Rapids team than what we saw in May. Yeah. So we will, I, I'm like you, I have no idea what to expect because mm-hmm. of all those changes. So it'll be interesting to see what happens um, against Colorado. Um, it's going to be a Colorado side that's using a lot of their depth pieces, probably a lot more than they want to. So Minnesota with right. with one of the least hit rosters from injuries currently and Gold Cup um, player players leaving for Gold Cup. I imagine which is good be, because last be year we were on the other we were on the other side of that whole mess last year. We had more injuries and more players missing and and struggled through that. So it's nice to be on the uh, on the healthy side of things for a change, but. You know, every, we've been through that, you know, most of last year. So we know what that's like, and, and who knows? We may end up with that problem coming up soon. So it's it's become uh, last year even more evident that depth is key in the MLS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think as, you know, we get into these international years, and with an Olympic year, it just it seems all that much more important to have yeah. depth. So um, Minnesota started the year with good depth, and uh, that might be what, what carries them, them through the next month and a half two months that takes us kind of into the next point here as we look across now we move to look across the league um there'll be a lot of players on teams that minnesota are going to be facing over the next month that will be gone for the gold cup uh you look at colorado tomorrow as we mentioned kelton acosta jonathan lewis and sam vines uh seattle coming up on the 18th both the world dons will be gone um alex joining el salvador and christian joining the u.s portland will be without eric williams and we saw his importance um against portland or for Portland a couple weeks ago um, now. And then LAFC, when we get to that game, if Canada are still in it, Mark Anthony K will be gone. And then when we get to Vancouver, if Canada are still in it by then, they'll be without their leading or their starting goalkeeper and their starting striker, Lucas Cavallini and Maxime Crepeau. So a lot of players, a lot of key players for teams that are coming up for Minnesota will be missing. Minnesota has a good chance here to take advantage of that because they won't be missing a whole well, lot of players. Not cross your fingers, knock on wood, that yeah. there's no more injuries and that everybody stays healthy. And, and, and Metonair gets on a plane and gets back here. Um, hopefully his was just a delay because uh, it was a holiday weekend here in the U.S. And, the, and he couldn't get the paperwork all pushed through. Hopefully that happens, you know, here now today or tomorrow and he gets back. But, um, yeah, I mean, if if – you want to look at that as being an opportunity that's a benefit to Minnesota, then I have no problem accepting that. I don't feel guilty at all because Minnesota went through uh, times last yeah. year in particular where it, we, we were looking at the lineup going, we, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to expect. I don't even I don't know, know who that guy who, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> so, so it, it's, it, yeah, great. That's the way it goes. And um, hopefully they can take advantage of that and, and keep climbing up the uh, Western Conference standings. Uh, as you mentioned, Western Conference standings. Let's take a look at what happened across the league of Week 11. Austin FC beat Portland at Austin, four to one. Austin finally found their shooting boots. Um, Columbus Crew opened up their new Q2 stadium. Did you see the second equalizing goal, Dan? In, uh, yes, I did. Off of Andrew Farrell's head mm-hmm. as he's running back to basically get at the end of a long through pass to Giassi Zardes, and it right. just goes in off the side and- of his head. And it's, yeah, what are the, 
I mean, what are the odds that, okay, so it hits him, big deal. It hit him because he was moving into the right place and he was doing what he was supposed to do, but for it to go in was just too bizarre. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that whole thing when I saw it, I laughed immediately. I still laugh because it's such a hilarious freak accident for that to happen and for it to just ping off the side of his head without him absolutely not knowing where the ball is because yeah. that's not where he's looking. He's looking where Giassi's no. artist is. No, sometimes I'm I'm surprised there aren't more own goals in in MLS or in soccer in general because so many shots are redirected and go off of people's legs and bodies and yeah. heads in this case. But uh, there aren't that many own goals, not as many as you'd think there would be. Uh, looking at the game that did have an own goal as well, DC United seven, Toronto FC one. First time in league history that seven goals were scored by seven different goal scorers. One of that's pretty incredible. Goal. Yeah, it that's really pretty is. incredible. Yeah. That's, the bigger that's note hard to do. The bigger note to come out of that one is Chris Armis was relieved of his Toronto FC head coaching duties after just six months in charge. Things were spiraling out of control. Players basically it was a locker room revolt against him essentially over the past couple weeks as the players didn't like the new way they were playing, considering how they played yeah. under Greg Vanny. And to be honest, the the hiring was a questionable hiring in the first place, coming off of Greg Vanny considering who they had reportedly interviewed for the role and considering where Toronto FC sees themselves. They went with the guy who had previously just gotten fired a couple months before by the New York Red Bulls. I didn't get the hiring in the first place. And honestly, I'm not surprised to see him gone. I am a little surprised to see him gone after six months. I know. I don't, uh, I, I hate to hear that when, when, when you hear that a coach has lost the locker room and things have gone, because uh, once, once the culture gets that, you know, poisoned, um, just changing a coach isn't going to fix it instantly. Yeah, um, it's going to take time. Yeah, and 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 I and the players have to take some blame for that too, um, because you, you you don't you know you don't the coach can't lose the locker room by himself. The players have got to have got to take a part in that and take some responsibility. And now they've gotten to a situation where um, I don't care who they name as coach. It, it, this isn't going to instantly change the culture in the locker room. It's going to take time. So yeah. they've got a, they've got a tough road. You know, it's going to be tough for them to get back. It's not happening this year. I'll tell you that. And it doesn't help that they're basically all away from home because the and, border yeah. travel restrictions between yeah. Canada and the U S are still yeah. ongoing. I think it's um, time to end that too. So, uh, other notes across Go other home. notes across the league. <laughs> LA Galaxy lose to Sporting Kansas City 2-0. No Chicharito on the night. Um seems like he's injured. Seems like he won't be playing for the Galaxy on Wednesday night. Mm, um boy, it's gonna LA make Galaxy, it tough to win that scoring title if he can't play. And eh, he's still in the lead. Don't worry. Yeah, LA Galaxy as much. as we talked about off off mm-hmm. air on Saturday. Just can't seem to be good teams. When they come up against good teams, they either draw or they lose. Most likely they lose. But the teams, you look at the teams that they beat this year, they beat mm-hmm. Inter-Miami, terrible. New York Red Bulls, <laughs> kind of iffy. Uh, well, San Jose, twice they beat them, and we saw they're not very good. Uh, and then they beat Vancouver, who also aren't very good. The only one that c- could be considered a good win is LAFC, but we've seen how they've been this year. They haven't really been lighting the league on fire like they have in the past. So LA Galaxy... No. They might be in a false position in that number three, the number two spot. Well, now number three in the West. Well, if that's if that's the case, yeah, that'll shake itself out here in in you know in July and August, and they won't be sitting that high at the end of it. So, um, but it's so hard to tell. Um, you know, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Well, if Minnesota had done that, we'd be sitting up there in the top couple of spots in the West. So that's an important thing. You know, don't don't slight that beating the teams you're supposed to beat. Um, but you know, if they're losing to good teams, then, 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 you know, maybe they are more of a, 
four, five, six team. And, and but you know what? That'll shake itself out here. Um, and if you know Chicharito is is dinged up as as bad as I think he is, I mean they they not they as may, you think as they, as bad as you want him to be. Yeah, uh, they may you know they may drop you know they may do the San Jose free fall you know yeah. who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first California team. Let's just put it that way. All right. That has been our look across the league. That's been our review. Dan, are you ready for write that down this week? I think so. I'm going for some instant points, man. I want, you know, you're, you're, you like to bank these points that might show up, might show up two months, three months from now. I'm, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to build a huge lead and see if you can catch me later. So see, I'm playing the long game as yeah. I always do with nah. write that down. Nah, All right. So let's bring this in. Write that down if you have never listened before. Three soccer-related predictions. At least one Minnesota United-related prediction. We'll keep track of the correct correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call them goals. And the person with the most goals at the end of the year wins the very coveted golden boot. So let's get our accountability session out of the way. Dan, one off the board for me. I said the Loons will score at least three goals against San Jose. I had precedence. I thought they would just continue their form against San Jose. I thought you were taking an easy point on that one, too. Yeah, it didn't work out for me. <laughs> thought you were taking an easy point on this one. Tyler Miller will get a clean I sheet did. and have at least four saves. He did, did not get a clean sheet, unfortunately. Um, and then you did have one that shocked me at the time because you had an upset in here, but it came through in penalty kicks. The last penalty <laughs> kick. It doesn't so matter how. Well done by saying Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina will win their quarterfinals matches of the Copa America. Colombia beating Uruguay on penalties. Congratulations. That is a heck of a pick. I didn't think that. I thought I lost it there, but they pulled it out. <laughs> and then our guests had one come off the board. I tweeted Andy Greeter this during the week. Tottenham finally hired a manager after 70-some-odd days being under interim management. They finally got their guy, who was, I think, 17th on their list of managers that they wanted to hire. So congratulations to right. Espirito Santos. He's the new head coach of uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, so that leaves us to our records. Dan, I have four goals on the season. You have nine, and our guests now have two. Our guests are the most accurate because they've had the least amount of shots mm-hmm. taken. You have thirty-six percent of your shots scored. I have nineteen. So congratulations there. Yeah, we need we need to get more guests. Well, we've got a listener prediction today. Oh, a we listener, do. Okay, listener tweeted this one out. You ready let's for this? This one. one is yeah. Let's let's do that one first. So I I put this in the slideshow here. This one is quite. I don't even know how to – let's just get to it. So Twitter follower at SimGameShane tweets at me, at some point this season, the Loons will score five goals in a game. With the five goals, you will be able to spell out the word goals with the letters <laughs> of the goal scorer's names. So for an example, Fragapane, Uno, Hassani, Lud, and Reynoso. So you just take letters from each of their names and you spell out goals. So for one, Minnesota has to score five goals in a game. And then okay. two, the second part of that parlay is you have to be able to spell out goals from their name. That's okay. a heck of a pick. If it comes through, that's absolutely well, a home run if we're talking baseball. Well, the, the, the O isn't a, is a big of a problem. The A isn't. The L with Robin Lode on the team. But the G. It's that is G only... that's going to be tricky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, you know what? That may happen. Let me pull up my notes for tomorrow. I'll I'm take see how it. many guys have G in their name. I'll just take it. I think that'd be okay. You got Gregush. Well, he's got to. Gregush would have to hit the net. He had to come within five feet of it. He's, well, you know, he's got to get it on the net. You have Gregush, <laughs> Fragapane, and Gasper. Oh, I forgot about Chase. Well, yeah. If you're, if you're banking on Chase scoring a goal, 
I would love him to score a goal. So basically, but. Sim Game Chain is banking on Franco Fragapane to score yeah, no, in the same game as that four yeah. other dudes score. And obviously that's a good pick because he's going to score quite a few goals here the rest of the year. So, all right. No, that's interesting. I like the, I like the creativity. Yeah. I love right. it. Good so stuff. That is our listener prediction of the week. We'll keep track of that. I'm actually that, hoping that comes through because that would be a hell of a pick. If I that like comes it. Through. Yeah. I like all the right. creativity. Yeah. I'll let you start this week. All right. And you know, you know what my main concern is with these picks is that you have to do a lot of research and work yes. to look them up. So actually it's it. not that bad, but uh, tomorrow Minnesota at Colorado, Minnesota will score three or more goals. There will be three or more yellow cards in the match. And Tyler Miller will make three or more saves. Wow. It's my, tri- it's my triple hat trick trifecta three, three, three. <laughs> All right. Write that down. Write it down. You didn't want to make it a quadruple? No. Then it you didn't want to go the hockey tree, hat tree, trick? Tree. No, I wanted to go tree, tree, tree. I don't want four. <laughs> Throw a four in there, and that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. All right, that's a lot of threes to remember. I'm going to go simple just because I, I need points at this point. I need goals. Minnesota United will beat Colorado on Wednesday night. Write that down. I'm thinking Minnesota win. Yeah, I'm literally just going for after, a goal. I need goals. After, after our listener put all that work into it, and you just go, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I got some more <sighs> coming up. Don't you worry. You're, uh, you know what? I smell, I smell desperation. Low, and then no, bringing I, the bar up. I smell desperation in the air. Or is that the... Yeah, you might the, be right. Is that the Cosmic Brownie? Uh, the Cosmic right. Brownie's upstairs, so we're going Okay. Back. I'm going to stay with Minnesota United, okay? Okay. And right. in honor of Hassani Dotson's engagement... All right. He will have a goal or assist against Colorado. Nice. He's going to go out there. He's going to do it. He's going to do it for his new fiance. So write write that down. Write that down. I believe in love. Come on. Keep singing. I wasn't singing. (laughs) All right. Write this down. England versus Denmark tomorrow. England will beat Denmark in regulation time. So in the 90 minutes. There will be no extra time. There will no, be no penalties. Mm. England will beat Denmark to go on to the finals of the Euros, of Euro 2020, here in the year 2021. What, what time is that match? Is that an uh, early one? 2 p.m. So Cal will be a mess tomorrow. Uh, I've actually texted him because now it's the last two games, the last two England games, he couldn't watch without the drink helping him get through it. Mm. This will be now the last two, and he's pretty annoyed by it wow yeah this could be as anybody would be if their nation is this far in a tournament i like that one write that one down that took a little more you know pick than the last one so my uh, third and final one is and this is one great because you're gonna have to do some work on this one we're going back to the uh minnesota amateur soccer league the masl thursday night the thursday night there are eight matches on the schedule on the website in the masl Okay, so in those eight matches, I'm predicting there will be four clean sheets and, wait, I lost my notes. Oh, no. I had, I had another part to this. Don't give up. I did. I, I, I didn't write the other part down. Oh, no. Oh, I got it. I got. It. I remember okay. now. So, so I'm predicting there will be four clean sheets in Thursday night's eight matches in the MASL. And there will be at least one, at least one five-goal performance by one of the teams 
So there you go. Write that down. Man, you are really making me work hard this week, aren't you? That's my whole goal. (laughs) All right, I'm going to stick with the Euros. I said last round that England will win in regulation against Denmark. So then the finals will be Italy versus England. Okay. Write this down. Sorry, Cal. Italy, (sighs) as I'm wearing the jersey, will beat England with a clean sheet in regulation time. With a clean sheet? Man. Clean sheet. Wow. All right. I have a goal right. prediction. I have a score prediction in mind, but it's not going to be write that down. So. All right. Well, I once again. Two, I think it's going to be 2-0, but that's not write that down. I just want once again, Italy in regulation out. clean sheet. Stretching things out. All right. I like it. Got to do Some it. Some good These stuff there. got to pay off later oh. so the goals can just tally in later. Pacifier down. Pacifier yeah, down. Quick. Five-second rule. It was five seconds. And I just recently <laughs> cleaned all these floors, so we're good. Because <laughs> as you can tell, we've. Redone things in the office. Now, yes, so. yes, good work. It looks great. Thanks. Looks great. Still working on adding stuff, but so yeah. that's been write that down. I will go back and have to re-listen to the episode to write these all down because this one was starting to fuss. And he just looks <laughs> at me like, "What are you what? talking about?" Looks perfectly content. If you're watching like the YouTube a happy little feed, man. if you're watching the YouTube feed, you'll understand what we're talking about. If you're yeah. not, if you're just listening to the podcast, my youngest, three months old, started to fuss. He woke up wasn't happy with being left alone in his crib. He so. looks he looks pretty happy now. Yeah, he just was fed about an hour ago and was taking a nap, so cute kid looks like too. cute kid looks like his mom. Doesn't look like me. Doesn't uh, get his looks lucky. like me. Dodged a All bullet right. there, buddy. That has been <laughs> Loon Talk this week. You can uh, listen to Dan Terrar and myself for every Minnesota United broadcast over on Score North on AM 1500, Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com. I will hurry up. Uh, you, this is Loon Talk. You can find it anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It does help us get found more. And you can find us a video version of this. So if you want to see me and my adorable child, uh, you can go to Score North's YouTube channel where you can watch us and talk about Minnesota United if you want to. Dan, I will talk to you tomorrow night. All right. Good night, Harrison boys. Good night, tomorrow. sir. We will, we will talk to you listeners tomorrow night after the match for the one call. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.